Alrighty, folks, we're going to have an, you know, kind of a important conversation about taxes, tax surprises. Over the last couple of years, you probably undoubtedly heard about something called bonus depreciation. This is something that has been pushed by multifamily buyers, commercial buyers, big stuff, right? The ability to have a bonus depreciation year one, write it all off. But you know what? That's going to probably turn into some unpleasant tax surprises or potentially put you on a treadmill to a lifetime of 1031 exchanges. In order to have this conversation, we're bringing back the one and only Mr. Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, Michael. Thank you so much. So Yeah, so this is a world you live in. So let's tell everybody what bonus depreciation is first, and then we'll sure. talk about the surprises coming. So bonus depreciation uh, is something that came in in um, the – one of Trump's tax reforms, tax cuts, yep, tax, tax cuts. cuts and jobs act, I think it was yep, called. Yeah. Was so, yep. um, and basically the idea is that essentially you could accelerate all the depreciation for like a whole building into year one, if you wanted yeah. to. And you know what a lot of people do, they're not that extreme with it, but they'll do what's called a cost segregation study, yep. which is where they go and they have an, an expert come in and literally break the apartment building down into its component parts um, and then depreciate everything according to the appropriate schedule. So the building itself depreciates at 27.5 years, but the cabinets, the carpets, the toilets, the bathtubs, you know, the lights fi fixtures, all of that stuff has a different depreciation schedule mm -hmm. and usually much shorter, which means that something like, you know, 40% of the building or so may be able to depreciate on this faster schedule. So, um, and that's not even bonus depreciation. That's just regular depreciation, cost segregation, right? So what happens is you get a big tax benefit, right, from, from doing this. Um, and it's really early on in, in the deal, which is great. And this is sold all the time as a big reason why you should get into, um, you know, multifamily investments as an yep. LP. The, the thing that is not, uh, spoken about so loudly is now, listen, before I even get into this, I think that the, you know, when you're getting this depreciation, it's knocking out most of your income. It's great. Yeah. Like this is just such yeah, a let's tax. Let's be clear. I have a cost segregation guy that I work with. I have personally done cost segregations. I happen to be, you know, my income allows me to do that. So I have done these. It's not that I'm against them. I, I believe yeah. if they're out there and it fits your plan, right. it's amazing. So yeah, I've done it, them personally on my portfolio. So you basically get tax. I mean, nothing is tax free, but you get tax deferred income, right? As long as your Correct. as long as your depreciation is ex is exceeding the amount of income coming off the property, and this could be great. And this can be great for for people who are you know professionals who are taxed really heavily on their income. This is a chance to get some tax free income, right? But what is often sold here is this idea that you're getting a tax loss, right, on your Right. So your the depreciation is especially if you do cost segregation, yes. right? Because you're getting all this depreciation, that your depreciation is going to exceed the amount of income that you have from the property and you're going to get this tax loss. Now that's also a great thing to have if you can use it, right? If and the, you can if it, you yes. can use it. And the thing is, unless there's only one way that most people can use it, and that is if you have other passive income that's taxable, then you can use it against that. Right. But you can't use it against your regular income. You can only use it against other passive income unless you are what's called a real estate professional. Exactly. Then you can use it against all of your income. Right. So but most people are not real estate professionals. They can't Agreed. use this. So 
it, it, there's a little bit of a like slightly misleading thing going on where people are being told that they're going to get these tax losses, right? But it's really, and it's true in a theoretical sense, but in their individual case, they may not actually be able to use them, right? Mm -hmm. But if they do use them, and even if they don't, even if they're just, if, if they can't use them, they're only just getting the, the regular depreciation, right? And they're, it's eating up all the income. What happens when you sell, and this is why, you know, when people say it's tax-free, it's really misleading because it's not tax-free, it's only tax-deferred. When you right. sell the asset, now there's what's called recapture, right? And yes. what recapture is, is let's just try to, to make it super easy, right? Let's just say you buy a property for a million dollars, right? And you've taken enough depreciation that by the time you sell it, right? You sell it for 1.5 million and you've had, let's just say, pull a number out of the air, you've depreciated $250,000, right? So now you have $250,000 that you've taken depreciation losses on, or you've used it up against the income. You now owe recapture tax on that 250 plus the capital gains on the 500 profit, right? So it's not just, it's not, so people think, oh, I've got capital gains on the 500 profit. That's it. No, 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 no. You got the tax benefit in earlier years of using up that depreciation. Now you got to pay the government back. And well, let's, you know, let's even make it more painful, Jonathan. I mean, let's let's say you you were part of a multifamily purchase the last couple of years. You bought it for five million. You took bonus depreciation in year one. And you wrote off a million bucks. Now you get got. You got to sell the building. You're going to sell it for what you paid for it. So you made no money on the, the purchase. In fact, you lost money with transaction costs. You're going to have a million bucks in depreciation recapture. You're paying taxes. Yes, this is yes. So this is true. You you will you will pay tax regard in that situation because you got the tax benefit before. Exactly. Right. Now it's true that probably the recapture tax is a different rate. It might be at a lower rate than you whatever before. But the problem, the thing is now you've got a bill. You've got a tax. Yeah, you're bill, you're not excited right? though. You bought a building for five, sold it for five. You yeah. still got a tax bill. That's you've got you're a, not excited about that. Yeah, you've got a tax bill. And let's make even let's make it even worse. What happens if you did a cash out refi? Oh right. Right. And so and now you're you know you could be like actually underwater i mean oh, there's yeah. just all kinds of terrible scenarios that can that can result from this right so um what happens in that situation is that you're essentially forced into a 1031 like the only way that you don't lose your shirt on this is that you 1031 and you defer the tax but now now what happens? See, a lot of people don't think this extra step. They're like, oh, great, I saved the tax, right? Yeah. 1031. But now you're accumulating tax on the second deal too, right? Yeah. So, and every time you do a 1031, you're accumulating a bigger and bigger recapture bill because every single property, you've got that old recapture stacking up and the new recapture, right? And so you wind up essentially on a 1031 treadmill. You have to hold, you can really never exit this deal so you hold it until you die when then your heirs take the stepped up basis and it all gets yeah. wiped out. Right. But if you ever need that cash for some reason, like you can't, you really can't sell. You're sort of stuck. And th this, yeah. now this is fine. Like this works for institutions that are constantly doing deals, right? They're always bringing in new deals. There's always something to offset, you know, or wealthy people, or really wealthy people that have all kinds of passive investments, and there's always things to use to offset the 
income. They could do a new deal. They can harvest tax losses. Like they, they can do all these things. But for for the average person, this is all way too complicated and and doesn't really work, right? So, I mean, I I know I've talked with accountants who you know who will say, well, we can do something to help you offset the tax. But what they really mean is like go buy something else and take more yeah. bonus depreciation. Right. Do it so again. You, More is better. Do it again. Right. So you're basically getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this. So it's not always the best. And you really have to think about this in your individual situation. Is it really the best option for you long term to roll it over into a 1031 yeah. or think, to just I, take your lumps, pay, pay so the tax and take your lumps the, now and have the cash? Yeah. You know, there's so many LPs who got caught up in this whirlwind of easy money. Cat, you know, bonus depreciation. It's just, it, it's, it's time all, to pay the piper. It's all about the greed, Michael. It's the I greed. know, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. the greed. Yeah. So again, folks, uh, there's a lot of pain coming, but again, if you've been preparing, you're beginning ready, getting educated, you got a buy box, you're looking, uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. I know Jonathan's excited for what's coming. I'm excited, but both of us got prepared for this and we both have been through a cycle before. If this is your first time, you know, realize where there's crisis, there's opportunity. Uh, again, I would tell you to go back and read Sam Zell's book, Rest in Peace, Sam Zell. He made his name. He became a billionaire because of the SNL crisis in the 80s, RTC. Uh, go ahead and research that. There's there's a lot of opportunity coming, but we do got to – there's some people that are going to pay a pretty steep price for uh, being greedy. So, Jonathan, where can people find you? Yeah, please come join my Facebook group at apartmentinvestorsclub.com. If you're in the group, you can always – message me, ask me questions. I mean, people don't take advantage of it enough. You can tag me, ask whatever question you like. Uh, you can get on my email list by going to apartmentinvestorsclub.com and getting my free download. Or if you'd like to invest with me, uh, Google Two Bridges Asset Management LLC, and you can find our investor page and register there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's amazing. Thank, thank you. Mm -hmm.